Hello, and welcome to Underground Chicago Talk. I'm your host, Rudolph, podcasting from Chicago's hidden community, the Chicago Petway. Today, I'm going to be talking about the uh, passage of the Declaration of Independence by uh, the Continental Congress on July 4th, 1776. A long, long time ago. Yep. Was that 247 years ago? Long time. You know, the Declaration announced the political separation of uh, the 13 colonies from Great Britain. But you know, I've been around a long time and I've celebrated a lot of 4th of July's. And uh, just here recently, I on June 19th, I celebrated uh, Juneteenth when black people were freed. Because all during this 4th of July celebration about life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, guess what? There were enslaved African Americans. At that time, they just considered themselves African because no matter how hard they were trying to be American, uh, it seemed that they met they were met with resistance, and that's how it has been. You know, I I uh, been uh, dealing with my uh, ancestry. Uh, tree here lately uh, for the last uh, going on three years now and I found out so much but I found relatives that actually live as free blacks back in the early 1800s yes uh, one of my uh, relatives uh, was Henry Flipper who the West Point graduate. Yes. And I have Uncle uh, Henry who fought in the, the Civil War and uh, a cousin, uh, uh, James Pate, who fought in the Civil War. So I found all these relatives of mine who date back. And I'm so elated that here we are now celebrating. This 4th of July has to be the most fulfilling for me, uh, having served myself in the U.S. Marine Corps. So to find these relatives of mine who uh, served in the military here in this country, uh, and now to celebrate another 4th of July. But you know, back during the, uh, the American Revolution, Sophia... Charlotte was queen of Great Britain and Ireland and she was the wife of King George III and uh, she was a Moor from what I've read and learned about her but she wasn't I'm not gonna put all on a pedestal because she she even though she was German uh, African heritage slavery existed under her reign I mean she didn't go out of her way to be uh, 
you know, working as an abolitionist during that time period. So I'm not going to give her all that, but she was a Moor. That she was a German Moor. But uh, I don't think she was went out of her way to do anything all the, you know, uh, try to free anybody. I've never read any of that, you know. But we like to always point up the fact that she was a Moor <laughs> of black heritage. We like to point that up. You know, uh, you know the British rule, uh, the colonial territories, uh, the English Empire, and the Americas from 1607 to 1783. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that was a hell of a rule. They had, but then again, they ruled India for over 500 years. So, as far as being conquerors, they know all about that and know how to do it well. But back to uh, the 4th of July and getting uh, forming the, the country and the compromises that had to be made that to me, behind the scene, always interests me. You know, we see all the, the flag waving, but behind the scene, what was going on? And believe it or not, there were those who uh, had some sense of conscience uh, at the convention when they were writing uh, the Constitution and all of that, who felt that slavery should have been abolished. You know, but but in their discussions, there were four main compromises that were necessary in order to adopt and ratify the Constitution. And these compromises were the Great Connecticut Compromise, which is the Electoral College, which is still with us today. And we've had some problems with that. Uh, The three-fifth compromise of how slaves were counted, considered only to be three-fifths. And the compromise of the importation of slaves. The importation. Meaning that slavery is going to exist because it's going to be a part of the commerce. We're going to bring them in and sell them. Now the framers of the Constitution compromised on the issue of slavery. Oh, they did. They punked out. And Thomas Jefferson... He was one of the main authors, and he had slaves. So did George Washington. You know, Ben Franklin uh, had slaves for a while, but then he supposed to have given up his and uh, became uh, an abolitionist along with uh, uh, Hamilton. Uh, You know, they, they, they were convinced at the, uh, convention that if the Constitution restricted the slave trade, South Carolina and Georgia would refuse to join the Union. Yo, they claim, oh, we're afraid of that. We got to give up something to get something. We hear a whole lot of that in American politics. But by sidestepping the slavery issue, the framers left the siege of the future conflict. And we've seen nothing but conflict from that day going forward. Nothing but conflict. And the interesting thing is, we 
Africans that were brought over here and those who were free men. They don't tell you about that, but there were free men. And my ancestry here in America, we were free. Yes. In the 1800s. 17, early 1700s. But, you know, I'm so proud to be able to, to say that, to uh, announce that to, to my children. You know, so many African Americans can't trace their families back. Now, after the convention approved the Great Compromises, James Madison, you know, he went on to become president, but he wrote, uh, quote, it seems now to be pretty well understood that the real differences of interest lies not between the large and small, but between the northern and southern states. The institution of slavery and its consequences formed the line of discrimination. Well, thank you, Mr. Madison. But how did you vote when it came time for the compromise? You know, of the 55 delegates to the Constitutional Convention, 25 owned slaves. Even the guy who went on to become president, George Washington, he owned slaves, he and his wife. It was a matter of economics for them. Uh, I forget the old senator who made the statement uh, that religion and humanity has nothing to do with the issue of slavery. Boy, that's cold <laughs> and shows a lot of ignorance and uh, lots of ignorance. But that ignorance persists even today. People cannot get past whatever their inferior uh, fears are. And that's what they live with, fears. You know, which, and this, this kind of uh, uh, attitude is very inconsistent with the principles of the American Revolution and dishonorable to the American character to have such a feature in the Constitution. But hey, these guys gave in just like today. You know, greed, money, uh, they give in. And politicians in America, they set the pattern back there with Jefferson. And, and that's, that's still the pattern today. You know. Now, the Atlantic slave trade was settled by compromise. Well, yeah, they compromised that away. You know, back during Obama's days, I used to hear a lot of uh, uh, talk. And I, he was a very well-read guy about history. So he was a, he was a compromiser. He, he leads with compromising even now. There's a come a time when you don't you don't compromise. You take a position, you hold it, and you uh, fight for. But uh, he was a good compromiser. Yeah. Uh, you know, in exchange for uh, 
the uh, back to the Atlantic slave trade, how it was settled. It was settled in exchange for 20-year ban on restrictions on the Atlantic slave trade. Southern delegates agreed to remove a clause restricting the national government power to enact laws. So they gave that up. The Southerners gave that up to give the federal government the power to enact laws. Now this is all in in the works after war that's going on behind the scenes. Requiring goods to be shipped and uh, shipped on American ships. Uh, benefiting northeastern shipbuilders. Uh, in the northeast they built ships. That's where shipbuilding took place. So everybody was getting their bit, bit out of this, you know. Uh, the convention also adopted the Fugitive Slave Clause. Oh, that was a killer. Because even if you were a black person caught up north, uh, a person could take you back to uh, the southern state and enslave you. <laughs> and that, that was a blow to black people. Yeah, because along with all of that, a lot of Free blacks were uh, captured and took down there and, and sold or just captured by one of the uh, plantation guys who sent guys north to do that. They did that kind of thing. Now, he required the, the return of the runaway slaves. Abolitionist William Lord Garrison, who was an abolitionist back then, he called the Constitution a pro-slave document. And he burned it in 1854 and called it a covenant with death and an agreement with hell. And boy, it's been that along the path, believe me. When we look at it, all the stuff that that's, um, that was allowed in when we had a chance, the Founding Fathers had a chance to correct whatever. And we've been fighting here in this country ever since to try and correct, uh, make corrections, make amendments. But they did put in amendments, but here the old philosophy, it's amazing how it holds on. We got guys still fighting, holding on to uh, fighting the battle for guys who died hundreds of years ago. <laughs> my, my, my. But you know, back to the 4th of July. You know, the first 4th of July, uh, the first celebration uh, took place on the, the one-year anniversary of Independence in 1777. Yep. 1777 birth of a new nation. Yes, yes, yes. As Frederick Douglass used to say, what is the fourth to the slave? That <laughs> didn't mean a thing. Because he was still enslaved. You know, we've got some crazy things going on right now that are uh, really reflective of uh, reminiscent of that time period. Crazy rulings here going on by the Supreme Court. I 
mean, that's uh, denying people various rights. Affirmative action just rolled back. Uh, abortion. Student loans, I mean, all kinds of things that hurt the citizens. But this ain't nothing new. This is what capitalism is all about. As the the old quote, I, I quoted for you, religion and humanity has nothing to do with slavery. And that slavery takes place in many ways other than just chains around your ankles, chains around your mind. That they do this. You got many, many people right now ready to uh, 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 repeal uh, Lincoln's uh, proclamation and enslave black people again. Come on, let's not fool ourselves. You know, back in the early days of, of America, over 300,000 European workers, immigrants, uh, came to the American colonies back in the 1600s as indentured servants and indentured servitude. Now this continued uh, throughout uh, the country. Uh, They didn't just get rid of it all right away. It was over a period of time, but they did uh, and were allowed to uh, abolish it. Now most workers who were indentured servants were white males. Yes, believe it or not. In their late teens and early 20s. But uh, women also entered into these agreements and often worked as housekeepers and uh, domestic servants. Yeah. Now, indentured servants enjoyed little personal freedom. Very little. They had to get permission to do a hold or to leave or be arrested for running away. So they were living just as the slaves were. Uh, and uh, people who didn't own slaves had indentured servants. In the South, they were just slaves. In the North, they were indentured servants. That's, that was the only difference, believe me. The South didn't have no indentured servants. They had slaves black people. The North had indentured service uh, servants and they were Caucasian. That was the difference. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sometimes they, the landowners would extend the contracts for servants who were accused of uh, behavior that was deemed uh, improper. That could be anything. Hmm. Workers were uh, commonly bought and sold, just as slaves were. Now, when they arrived in the, at their destination, uh, Great Britain used in, uh, indentured servitude as a, a punishment to captured prisoners. Yeah. They punished people. That was how they formed the first colonies. By sending, uh, they sent uh, the prisoners off to uh, the colonies. Now, the system here 
And America was also used to exploit Asian immigrants. And interesting that we just had a thing with uh, the Supreme Court making a ruling on uh, uh, Harvard admission policies. And the Asians were very happy and say, wow, you know, now we have a chance to get in school. And they're pointing the finger at the fact that uh, only 3% of blacks were <laughs> up, in, <laughs> up in Harvard. Go and get the other three. Go get your, your three. I mean, don't be accusing black people of blocking you. I didn't understand that. Oh, please. Oh, but I, I got sidetracked there. Uh, you know, over half of all European immigrants who came to the colonies between 1630s and the American Revolution came under indentured service. Yeah. Now, there was good money to be made because they would kidnap a lot of uh, uh, young men over there in England and uh, bring them over here. Now, the 13th Amendment of the U.S. Constitution following the American Civil War made indentured servitude illegal in the United States. Yes. Slaves were regarded as lifetime investment. Oh. So. Slavery remained. But indentured servants, they uh, were set free after serving out their time within a few years. Indentured servants were given what they call Free dues, freedom dues, freedom dues, which often included a piece of land and supplies. That's what Lincoln was talking about uh, for black people. Uh, Forty acres and a mule is what it equals out to, but black people never got it because Lincoln was assassinated. Whole process was thrown into uh, disarray. Now, this is where Juneteenth, the new federal holiday, and the oldest known commemoration of the abolition of slavery in the United States comes into play. Now, here's a surprise, good people. Juneteenth is not a 4th of July celebration. No, it's not that. We as African Americans have to July always simply because it was a holiday to be celebrated. Uh, you were off work. We've known all about the, the history. We've lived the history of this country of enslavement. And uh, just outright, you know, inequality. And we're still fighting that today. So, Juneteenth is not that. 
It's the celebration of freedom for black Americans. The last who were freed on June 19th, 1865, when General Granger rode into Gaveston. They had been held captive two years after, 1863, 1865. They kept them in prison and enslaved. So, this is this 4th of July. You know, we can celebrate both. Juneteenth and June 14th. It's American history. All these things happen. But hey, that's what American history is all about. Now you can call it woke history if you want, but it's the truth, it's history. It's the history that we have lived. All of us, black and white, we're living it. Some of us wanted to deny it. Even there are blacks who want to deny the history of what has happened in this country. As well as there are whites who want to deny it. As well as there are Asians who want to deny it. But hey, it's time for us all to embrace the history and move forward as Americans. If we want to survive as Americans, yes, it's American history. So if you enjoyed the show, go to the support button and share the podcast and celebrate being an American this 4th of July. Oh, say, can you see? Oh, say, can you see? By the dawn, early light. 